If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show. Plenty to talk about, as always, in the world of Xbox. Jade Raymond leaving EA Motive. That's a, a big studio departure. We'll talk a lot about that coming up. Also, Devil May Cry 5. I think they're trying to get us to talk about the game a little bit because they've got an Ultimate Edition to end all other Ultimate Editions. Uh, plus four Valve Software Classics getting the Xbox One X Enhanced Backwards Compatibility Treatment. We'll talk about that and more this week on Unlocked, which a reminder, you can now find us Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern at unlocked.ign.com or Wednesdays everywhere else. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, Destin Laguerre. Hi, everybody. To my right, Brandon Tyrell. Hello. And we're uh, pleased to be joined Howdy. by... The Dugster. I'm here now to talk James about Todd. The Dugster, I like the Dugster. <laughs> you, you, you're okay the with Duggler, that? <laughs> the Duggler slightly beats it out. Mm, I don't like the Duggler. I like. That. I don't like it all. <laughs> Dirk Duggler. Exactly. Scott, that's that's where exactly it where it's going. That's, that's where it's I just went there. I'm sorry. Had to do it. Uh, anyway, guys, <clears throat> got a lot to get to this week. Uh, starting with, so the big question I keep getting asked, which I'm, I apologize, I just want to get it out of the way that I can't answer it is when does the Red Dead Redemption review go up? We're, we're poor, we're, you have our lawyers combing through the NDA, hmm. and we're, I can't say when, we're, when it posts yet, which I know is ridiculous, and it'll prob- that'll have probably changed by the time this goes on the air. But let's just say it'll be before release. I can tell you that. Uh, some, law- some lawyer just can you be out? Can you? Just, we aim to help. <laughs> just comes in and grabs me. A hook just anyway. comes from camera yeah. left and just, just takes you right stage, off. Stage right, I'm out of here. Anyway, it'll be before launch. Uh, stay tuned to IGN's Twitter, my Twitter, any of these guys uh, for details on that when we are allowed by lawyers to share them. Elsewhere this week, James Duggan, it's an insane coincidence that you're here. Oh, yeah? Can't imagine. I don't. Why What'd would you do be? with Miranda? Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of we Duty. We played Call of Duty. Listen. We were talking about Diablo just recently. Yes, so. we were. Lots of Deckard Backstory. King this week. Switch. Deckard Cain, have you heard the Deckard Cain rap? I have. They did years oh. ago for April Fool's Day. It's so good. Could, do I have time for a quick anecdote? I do. You do. Uh, so I was touring Blizzard before Hearthstone came out as part of like kind of a fancy thing. I was working for Curse. Yeah. And we walked by the Diablo 3 writing room and somebody just pointed yes. in. And all these writers like with their you know MacBooks in hand like huddled up in the middle of the room and they go, see that? That's where they killed Deckard Cain. <laughs> <laughs> they all just went. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe he'll be back. He'll be back. I feel like the ghost of Zachary Kane will be back. He'll be back. You can back. never leave me. <laughs> You're always... I stayed a while, and I'm listening. <laughs> I'll stay forever. Come back for me, please. Blingy Deckard Hero. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, yes. James Duggan. You were part of our three-headed review monster. Sure. Turned into four heads at the four end. Four-headed review the, monster. The full thing. Like a quite the Hydra situation. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Right? Good use of mythology. Yeah, mm. we nailed it. <laughs> But you were on the blackout portion, yes. Which is arguably the most, if not the most, uh, anticipated part of Black Ops for certainly the the one the part people are most curious about. Yeah. And you've spent a ton of time in it. Uh, we all we talked about the beta, and probably we had Mark uh, Medina in here talking about the beta. But now that it's out, it's in the wild. How do you like it? What do you? What did you? How'd you feel about it? Well, man, it's been kind of a roller coaster. Um, I initially loved it. I liked it a lot in the beta. And a lot of the things that I... I didn't really have a ton of issues. Uh, a little bit of the randomization I felt was somewhat shallow. Um, but overall, the kind of, if I may say, superficial combat of Call of Duty. Forgive me for saying that. For anybody who's a fan out there, I think Black Ops 4 does a decent job of mixing up the combat in multiplayer. But in Blackout, that kind of simple combat um, serves a fantastic purpose because it exists in this very dynamic space filled with these really fun variables like a grappling hook or a flashbang grenade, uh, the ability to wingsuit off of buildings. Um, there's even kind of a meta that happens because there's a lot of throwables like flashbangs, yeah. uh, concussion grenades. You can also put down a trophy system that blocks those and then you can get an engineer perk to destroy people's trophy systems. So they almost built their own little rock, paper, scissors. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I like that part of it a lot. Um, it's very fast. It's very fluid. Battle Royales historically came from kind of a military simulation place from uh, Arma 2 Daisy yeah, Battle Royale. Yeah, a little slower, a little quieter. Yeah, and clunky, for lack of a better word. Um, and I think a lot of that translated into PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and even in Fortnite, you know, you need to stop to heal yourself. That's obviously a strategic choice on the developer's part. Uh, Call of Duty, though, opting to allow you to heal yourself. Yeah, you just run. like... Tsh. Yeah, just bam. You can be sliding, you can be sprinting, you can be grappling, you can be doing whatever. Actually, I don't think you can be grappling, but anyway, point, point stands. There's a ton of mobility. It's very fast-paced, and in that sense, it's a lot of fun. So uh, coming out of launch, I had a great time. There's even some zombies. Oh, the other big piece to this is they take kind of the greatest hits of, of Black Ops. Um, things like a Ray and Estates, previously known as Raid, and they sprinkle them around the map, as well as some zombie maps like uh, Zombie Asylum and Diner. Um, and it's a very, very fun, replayable space that I think is kind of a baseline impression of what Battle Royales are. And for folks like myself, who've already had a lot of time with Battle Royales, what we're getting with, with Blackout is a remarkably fluid, uh, a remarkably polished experience. However... Yeah, the day after I posted the review. Uh-oh. So Thursday, last week, Friday rolls around, they drop a patch on PC, and I have yet to be able to complete a match on oh. PC. Oh. I've been freezing. Connectivity. There's a, there's a, there's a memory leak, supposedly. Ooh. Um, That's not good. No, and it, it is really unfortunate. Um, Why don't they just revert? Can they not do it? I guess Cats it's, out of it's the not bag. affecting uh, enough folks. But so anyway, yeah, you, you drop straight away, and this wingsuit experience. Um, Shout at the bottom. Very, very, very fluid. It just immediately uh, kind of gets you into this world. Uh, there's an enormity of mobility. There's that healing on the run. You can even shoot underwater. Uh, <laughs> if you're shooting, you can throw like a flashbang or grapple at the same what? time. So nothing really stops the momentum. That, that core Call of Duty momentum is there. The inventory, that's eh, all right. Could be better. <laughs> Has any, uh, I know that's a common complaint, certainly on the Xbox version of PUBG as well, is the way the, the interface and the inventory works. Is that just an inherent... 
Battle Royale problem? I think so, but PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds does a pretty good job. I think Fortnite's inventory is not good, personally. Yeah. I think it's almost intentionally obtuse. This, I think, is uh, an attempt to make it extremely um, intuitive, but they sacrifice a lot of depth. Like the way people actually loot in PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is by hitting tab and running up to a corpse, and then based on the proximity, you're able to see their mm-hmm. loot and drag it. Here, though, you just have to click the the box uh, mm-hmm. hit f on it when, when you kill somebody and then you have to kind of click stuff into your inventory if you want to switch out the attachments on your guns you have to drop them all on the floor change guns Ooh, and oh man up. it also kind of locks you in there for just a second but that can be the moment of death for you oh there's a throwing axe very important stuff uh, <laughs> and, and, and these are the creative things that i'm talking about like with mesh mines and, and cluster grenades and- would you say that Call of Duty and, and uh, Battle Royale are a pretty good match here? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think here. At, a, at a very top level, the simplicity of Call of Duty's combat mixed, again, in this, into this dynamic space where there's a lot on the line um, kind of solves both the problems of both the kind of obtuse Battle Royale genre and the potentially superficial Call of Duty combat. Um, so I, as somebody who hasn't really, really gotten into Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2, I've sunk a ton of time. So this kind of, this is bringing you back to Call of Duty. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the vehicles. Yeah. Surprisingly really good. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the first thing that surprised me really is I, I haven't played Blackout yet. I haven't actually played Blobs 4, but I mean, I don't think there'd been vehicles in a COD since World at War Mm -hmm. when you could get in a tank and certainly haven't been 50 killstreak. Yeah. In a long time. Uh, and the vehicles surprisingly like, so when you get into, the back of somebody's um, motorcycle in player notes battlegrounds and you're aiming around or the uh, in, in like kind of a, uh, a UAS it's a very clunky kind of like, you know, the guy is driving and then your, your client is trying to catch up and you're jittering all over the place mm-hmm. with your gun in, in black ops though you jump in the back of a truck and you can actually run and jump and slide in the bed of a truck <laughs> aim. And it's all incredibly fluid in a way that I've never experienced, which mm. is very surprising. So for, for people out there that are maybe on the fence that are thinking, ah, oh, you know, this sounds pretty good. Should I, should I buy Call of Duty this year? I mean, is it, would you say, and I, I pose this question not sort of derisively, but just, just sort of genuine curiosity more for maybe call it a devil's advocate thing, but I'm kind of curious, would you, is this like a baby's first battle royale or is it, is it, is there enough there to really satisfy hardcore fans of, of, you know, the likes of Fortnite and PUBG as well? I think the latter. Um, I think that if you're really, really into Fortnite, you're into the building, there's a skill cap there that isn't really present in, in Blackout. Yeah. Uh, Blackout. However, the common feedback I hear from a lot of Fortnite players is like, I like how smooth it is. I love Battle Royales. The building, though, it's just a bit obtuse. It's not something I want to engage with. It slows down combat. So this, uh, as I said before the game came out, is the best Battle Royale without building. Um, if you just want to focus on the core FPS combat gameplay with all these interesting gadgets and teamwork, uh, the duos and, and, and quads format are also fantastic. Um, I, I think this is much more than a baby's first battle royale. Good. I think this is the the most polished, with the exception of the crashes, which at this point are cataclysmic. Uh, once they fix that, in terms of the gameplay, in terms of the fluidity and how it feels, I think this is um, the most enjoyable battle royale to date for me. And then the <laughs> other, the last topic I want to address with you here before we, we move on uh moving past your review and into james duggan the the shooter expert the battle royale expert where do you think how, how do you think blackout evolves from here we know we'll have another annualized call of duty release next year and the year after that and the year after that will we see another map added uh at some point well how, how do you see this sort of 
living as a, uh, within the Call of Duty ecosystem going forward? That's a really good question, and I think that's a concern that's on everybody's mind. Because when you look at PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, and especially Fortnite, uh, Fortnite, I think, is doing maybe the best job of any game right now in terms of post-launch support, in terms of frequency, as well as longevity. That yeah. game is going to be around in 10 years easily. The Battle Pass gives you something to kind of grind for mm-hmm. right now in Blackout. Um, I think the question is, what's next? Especially with, like you mentioned, the annualized release cadence of Call of Duty. Um, what I don't want is somebody who's already committed themselves, both from a financial standpoint as well as a time standpoint, into Blackout is to have the next Call of Duty have its own Blackout. Yeah. Have to relearn the meta, have to maybe suffer through some changes that were ill-advised or something like that. <clears throat> I'd prefer to see this space fine-tuned and grow in a way that is synonymous with games as a service. Um, what I want to see and I think this is maybe a possibility, but probably not. This is kind of just wishful thinking is them to, uh, for Treyarch uh, and Activision to release Blackout as a free-to-play game, maybe like E3 2019 or right. maybe even as soon as like Q2 2019 and be like, hey, so many people have jumped into Blackout. So many people have enjoyed it. And now literally everybody can go out there and download it. And it makes a lot of sense. Maybe it's a little bit of a loss leader at first because it might – cut Call of Duty sales that people are already satiated with this mode. However, I think in the long term, you have a platform there for aesthetic monetization, uh, for kind of a more long-term, um, non-conventional games-as-a-service model that I think is what the players want. I mean, Activision is a company, and I, I, I don't say this insultingly, but just matter-of-factly, we've talked about it before, they are, they are a company that is, they are all about the bottom line, yeah. and they, are, mm-hmm. they have no shame about that. <laughs> they are a company that's in it to make money, uh, first and foremost, so uh, you know, can I wonder if they can adapt and ev- and evolve into this new, you know, this new sort of genre and new monetization strategy to find that right balance without uh, wronging players or or angering people yeah. in the process. And there's no shortage of competition. Uh, Battlefield Five's Firestorm potentially releasing after the game or yeah. with the game, um, and I think this will be far from the last battle royale we see. I know that is causes apathy in a lot of people. But when you jump in with your favorite franchise and engage in this mode, somebody once said to me, like, just think of it like capture the flag. You don't see capture the flag and go, Oh no, another (laughs) capture the flag. I can't. It's, it's, it's a mode that can leverage certain assets. A great example, especially it's relevant to this show is halo. You know, yeah, I can imagine dropping down onto this crazy halo esque map, picking up the noob combo, um, or finding a rocket or all jumping in a scorpion or, you know, I, I, I think there could be something there. It's just a matter of are the variables in your game, uh, even if it's a MOBA like Battle Royale, but that's a whole other can of worms, uh, are they interesting enough to facilitate this this experience? And if they are, then I think it's a mode that will stand the test of time. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, glad to hear it's it's off to a solid start. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Brandon Tyrell. Hey. You worked very, very hard uh, putting together, leading the charge on our Top 25 Xbox One list for the fall. Yeah. Uh, we all huddled in a room, argued for half hour, hour or so. It wasn't so much of an argument as a healthy discussion. If you want to put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 there's a metal detector at the door. You got to check your weapons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We've had incidents in the past. Um, yeah, I mean, nowhere near the game of the year discussions. But <clears throat> yeah, we all sat in a room and, and every six months or so, we sort of sit down and decide... 
uh, which games are still on the list, which games still deserve to be on the list, anything new that has come out that we think, um, you know, should really be uh, included to represent like the best stuff you can play on the Xbox yeah. One. Unfortunately, this generation, like, you know, that same talking point of there aren't a lot of exclusives doesn't mean there aren't a lot of good games on that list. There are some exclusives. I mean, Inside is 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 on that list, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Microsoft exclusive at a time. We moved Sunset Overdrive up. We did. We feel it's continued to stay relevant and stay as awesome as it was four years ago. Yeah, if you've played Spider-Man and you haven't played Sunset Overdrive, oh, I, would, I would advise you to go check that out because it's the same developer, obviously, and what, what that dev does so much better than anyone else, I think, is just pure movement. Like Reversal. how good it feels to play that game. And it's a different brand, but it's still very much the same. Um, so yeah, we we sit down and we we argue a little bit and 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 reason why the game that I want on the list shouldn't be there, and and the game that you know you want to to move up or down should or shouldn't. Um, and then we come out with this list of what we think is the best representation of of what. Um, you know, value the Xbox One can bring into your life if you buy one. So uh, go check it out. There's 25 games on there. Obviously, it is a top 25 games. It's the best Xbox One games we think are on the console right now. A lot of multiplats on there, but there are a lot of great games. And if you have an Xbox One X, odds are they look better than uh, than on any other console anyway. True. So and it's uh, it's always fun to see. <laughs> how mad people get at our at our purely editorialized Dude. opinion of top 25 games like our, so, our some twitter of the profiles on, are blowing up right now <laughs> so there was a guy last night i don't want to like oh yeah, yeah i saw now, i saw that one like really man like yeah. i really want to take it that seriously yeah but people love games i love the it's a, it's a passion <laughs> i love the idea that microsoft gets to say about what your opinions are on xbox yeah. that's hilarious to yeah me. that was uh that was fun um but yeah if you uh you know <laughs> we we joke about it but we actually really do like interacting with everybody about Absolutely. about these lists we put them together because we're passionate xbox fans and and we've been playing the uh, on the platform for years and years and years and years. So um, if you check out the list and you have questions, either leave them in the comments and we'll see them or uh, reach out on Twitter. Brian and I, uh, we're, we're both on Twitter and we're, we're happy to talk to people. And I never understood disagreements. I'm always just like, I'll just make my own list. This is my list. You know, like it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't don't matter. Don't be rational. <laughs> this is video games. Yeah. Can I ask what the most contentious like point was? Was there one? Number one. I mean, number one, of course. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there were some really thoughtful arguments like, oh, hey, I appreciate that you guys put together this list and these lists are great to start conversation. For example, your number one wouldn't even be on my list. <laughs> that's a that's a great point. I would point. say uh, yeah. PUBG was one where it was like, should it should it be on the list? Should it not? Like where where does that sort of fall mm-hmm. uh, given its, you know, sort of history State. and the early yeah. access up to 1.0? And so that was that was a interesting debate. Are you asking like when we were putting it together or are you asking yeah when we were when we were uh, put like when you guys were putting it together so on the pc list i remember there was this debate about left 4 dead 2 and for whatever reason i was the only one on left 4 dead 2's corner Mm -hmm. oh because you guys go back back the the pc list is 10 years 10 years right so Mm -hmm. left 4 dead 2 still barely makes the cut right yeah yeah or i think it fell out 2008 no yeah left 4 dead yeah yeah no it's 2009 so I think oh, it's still okay, in there. So it's, but it's in any on. case, we had this huge kind of almost to the point of an argument, but of course all in fun. <laughs> but I was wondering if that were, there was something like that. No, know, like, I mean, Miranda and Ryan and I, um, Dustin was unfortunately busy and didn't show up to the I read it and I'm like, close enough. Destiny on this show, on this list. Um, 
Miranda Ryan and I have done this, but six times now. Times. So we, we have a pretty good understanding of good what report. each of us likes and, and, uh, you know, concede points and all that. For example, I, no surprise, I reviewed it. I love Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition. Um, it's on Xbox. I think it's, it's uh, the transition from PC to console. Like there's been, it's lossless. There's been no degradation in the controls. Um, and I wanted to put it on the list, but, you know, isometric CRPGs are not a super popular, genre these days it's it's kind of niche especially on xbox and on consoles in general yeah um so you know we talked about it and while i think it's a fantastic game and you should all play it (laughs) um you know maybe it's not one of the best 25 games on the xbox but i hope a forza made it just kidding (laughs) yeah well that was the debate like God, <laughs> every single con- no Forza Motorsport on this list. Get out. Uh, Horizon's on the list. There's a Horizon on there, man. <laughs> Up pretty high too. I think it's Horizon's good. better than Motorsport. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'm at Horizon. <laughs> well, best. you're luck. Right. You're, you're in luck because three and four are on the list. That's not true. No, they're not. <laughs> no, we we, we talked about time. it though. We like, did. Should we put two on the list? Like, no, we should. But that's the great thing is even though they're multi-platform, you've got a lot of open-world RPGs. You've got. A ton of action games. Um, I'm going to spoil a little something, and I put Dead Cells on the list because it's so good. <laughs> so We have to cut Halo, though. You've got, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there, there, that's an actual conversation we have, right? Like, mm-hmm. Halo has been a flagship series, or a flagship game. Uh, <clears throat> take two. Use take two, Dan. Uh, flagship has been... We're live. Flagship has been... Use take three, Dan. God, why it, do Brian. we record these so early in the morning now? It's 1127. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, Halo has been a flagship series on the Xbox for forever. So, you know, the question is, like, does it deserve a spot because it's, like, the biggest budget exclusive? And that answer is no. Um, you know, if there are better games on the list that are multi-platform... Uh, and they absolutely deserve to go above Halo. So mm-hmm. you'll have to read it to find out. Anyway, top 25 list. Fun to argue about. It's live. We had fun arguing about yeah, it. Yeah, we did. So uh, let's move on. News-wise here, the, it's a little quiet this week, but a couple interesting notes. Uh, Jade Raymond, who was uh, one of instrumental in creating the original Assassin's <clears throat> Creed, along with Patrice Desilets uh, and the team at Ubisoft there, uh, she went on to found Ubisoft Toronto, which mm-hmm. produced Splinter Cell Blacklist. And then she created EA Motive, which is the studio that has uh, been cooking up stuff. They were founded in uh, summer of 2015, so a three-year-old studio. They did the single-player campaign for Star Wars Battlefront Two, which was fairly well-regarded. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jade Raymond, uh, an announcement this week, has left EA Motive. And it's it's not that itself that has me sort of uh, scratching my head a little bit. It's right. it's the way that it was messaged by EA. You guys tell me if you think I'm crazy. But I've, I'll say like 16 years of doing this, uh, my, my spidey senses tingled on huh. this one. Like something's not right. That's actually a PS4 exclusive, so we can't talk about it. It's fine. There have been Spider-Man games on it before. <laughs> Let's just, not talk about those either. Not this one. My Sunset Overdrive sense was tingling. There you, there you go. Other Insomniac game. Okay. So a representative told EA or told us from EA in a statement, 
EA Studios is focused on bringing more creative new games and content to players. Laura Meal and her team have taken several steps internally uh, to better and support our game makers in this pursuit, such as expanding Samantha Ryan's portfolio to lead additional studios, including Motive. So Samantha Ryan... Uh, now in charge of EA Motive. Samantha's known for driving creative design and supporting game teams so they can bring their visions to life. She's a deeply experienced game maker with a gamography that spans... Uh, gamography? Whatever. Eh, all right, we'll it's go It's visceral. Gritty. Video game words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that spans from The Sims to Batman Arkham City to No One Lives Forever to the highly anticipated Anthem. With this change... Jade Raymond has decided to leave Electronic Arts. In her time with us, Jade helped to build great teams, and our projects underway at Motive and other studios continue unchanged. We're appreciative of all of her efforts, and we wish Jade the best as she moves on to her next adventure. We are driving greater creativity into everything we do across EA Studios, and we'll look forward to sharing more in the months to come. So, And then where was Jade's statement? I don't see it on this paper. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, – there's not one. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. But not in the EA release – so, yeah, what, what jumped out at me was the fact that there's no mention of her till about halfway or more through this. It's a sentence buried in a and paragraph. It, and the yeah. fact that it starts with, uh, we're focused on this and this other new person. This, I, I'm it's not weird. basing this on anything but my own intuition here, but this feels like there's something off about this. Mm-hmm. The fact that her, the opening statement is about the creativity and bringing new games and Everything's then it mentions fine. this other person, and that uh, Jade is like way buried, way down there. Uh, just it leads me to believe that maybe this wasn't either wasn't voluntary and or wasn't the most amicable split. Again, I'm only basing this on <clears throat> something, some unquantifiable thought inside my head based on what I read here. Mm. I'm not basing that off of any fact or evidence but yeah it's had a weird weird few years <laughs> yeah got beat up about star wars you know yeah. star wars is kind of a stumble close then, visceral yeah close visceral and uh this is happening sounds like they're going a different way with motive maybe i don't know uh yeah it's weird i definitely see why your spider sensor are going guys off. are you with me on this or am i am i off base here uh yeah I, no i think that that is how that reads for sure it, de- it definitely feels like kind of a band-aid over a gushing wound to some extent. Um, I also, I also kind of want to jump back to the Battlefront Two campaign, which is the the thing that we've seen come out of Motive. Yeah, and say uh, subjectively, I think the one thing that I wanted to see that do from a storytelling standpoint, which is so crucial to not just you know single player narrative campaigns, but also I think to Star Wars, is contextualizing a bad guy, contextualizing a stormtrooper. Yeah. That is what I wanted with Iden Versio, um, and I didn't get it. It was, you know, I think that whole thing was spun as we're going to contextualize this. We're not interested in, in telling a redemption story, but that's what happened. Right. Um, so to me, that's somewhat of a failing. And I have to imagine that it, with a franchise as large as Star Wars that has such a mass appeal, that has such uh, kind of a younger appeal uh, focus, I feel like maybe contextualizing some of the steps creatively that they might have wanted to take internally from a storytelling standpoint got put on the chopping block and said, well, let's spin this positive. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's a really, really difficult space to work creatively in. So, Brandon Tyrell. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> this doesn't sound like it was abrupt. This sounds like something that it was a decision at the studio. Um, whatever decision that was, whether they wanted to go with 
somebody else to drive a new creative direction like they so flowerly flowerly <laughs> so eloquently put like me adjective you want to go back to bed <clears throat> yeah i really do <laughs> if you like i do that, too yeah. is that okay yeah. is that, yeah. can we do that yeah um i'll go home like this doesn't okay. this doesn't sound like something happened super abruptly this sounds like they wanted to bring somebody in and whether that she was going to be above Jade or replace Jade is kind of up for debate, but um, it, it, it doesn't seem like it was something that was like, Oh, this is what everyone wants. Uh, that's just how it reads to me. Again, yeah. I have no understanding about right. what went down in that office um, or, you know, over, over the likely weeks that, that this plan was being executed. But um, it does, it does seem to me like, you know, Either Jade wasn't happy or she wasn't happy with the situation. And, and I'm curious to see what happens next for her. Yeah, what? I think time will tell if our if our intuition here is correct. If uh, if we see in the next six to 12 months, if Jade Raymond starts a new studio somewhere mm-hmm. or gets and hires up, yeah. like a third of this and like a third of this team follows her. Mm-hmm. We've seen that happen with other studios in the past where where creative leads depart and then <laughs> they happens take- a blizzard mm-hmm. yearly annually there's yeah. a some some new folks carrying the flag but you know i think that is a really really scary endeavor and it, i think it oh absolutely sure anytime you it, it's, yeah anytime it you leave a stable job yeah <laughs> it's scary yeah so there it is jade raymond out for one reason or another what if this is just a terrible press release what if all of our theories are just like take taking the tinfoil hat off of my brain well well, that is possible yeah we'll see if she ever talks about it i I mean generally when you leave a company they have you sign an nda they're not going to talk about how it went down um Mm. so we'll see i don't know if we'll get a statement um if we do it'll be i'm sure it'll be like very excited about next steps and all that rather than what happened i just imagine someone's writing up motive and their new direction and everything then they're like oh don't forget to throw in that jade left <laughs> oh, all right. I'll oh, throw it in here. Like it was, uh, it, was the, <laughs> it wasn't in any of the drafts until the end. We're like, yeah. are we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what this is about. <laughs> we forgot. I'm just trying to be hopefully that this wasn't a negative thing and but, just uh, a bad presser. Right. <laughs> and we certainly wish Jade Raymond the best. She has, uh, she has a very decorated career, has yeah. done a lot of wonderful uh, projects and wonderful stuff in her career. And I have little doubt that she will figure out a way to continue doing that. She has an okay uh, resume. Yeah, just a little bit. It's one of the more accomplished uh, game industry folks that we have. Invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Which is interesting. Maybe I can uh maybe she'll come in for unfiltered. We can <laughs> get down to the bottom of yeah, it. Like, hey, Jade, if you're listening, come come do their our, our interview show. It'll be fun. Uh all right. Speaking <laughs> of fun, here's uh Oh boy. Now on to important be, things. Yeah, I know. It's from uh this is quite a there's just no there's no way to smooth this one. No. Nah. Got to get it out. Devil May Cry 5 has an $8,000 collector's edition. And Next. I want it. Next topic. <laughs> uh, elsewhere this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Destin, mm-hmm. what is this? It's a jacket, right? It's, it's a series of jackets. Oh, I, it's a okay. series of jackets. <laughs> I just knew about the one. It's a series of jackets. <laughs> uh, hat yeah. tip to Eurogamer here who first reported this. There are three v- versions of it, and they each... So there, there is a... It's <laughs> unreal. Ultra limited edition, currently only sold by Capcom Japan. Uh, it's a jacket, so you you can either buy the Nero jacket, the Dante jacket, or the V jacket. The V version is the cheapest. 
That's five thousand three hundred dollars. Oh, only if you'd like that. That's a that's a not a bad deal. The Nero version sixty six hundred. Mm, mm-hmm. Dante's red coat. How much is that, Ryan? However, that's <laughs> there. You go. There it is. If you're watching on video, eight grand. <laughs> Jeez, eight thousand dollars. The jackets. Uh, by the way, they won't even fit. It's uh, missing a sleeve. It's mi- you're paying fifty three hundred dollars and it's missing a sleeve. I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah, sorry, it's I just fashion, saw, I just, Brandon. I just saw the picture. So I fashion. Um, yeah. <laughs> they won't even fit a swole man like James Duggan because the jackets have been sized to match the scale of the characters in and there's really the Devil May Cry yeah, 5. Yeah, the, the scale of imaginary characters. <laughs> imaginary uh, And they've, as, as Brandon Tyrell duly noted, they've been battle damaged in advance. Well, I do <laughs> That's appreciate why the that, trip. at the very least. Hey, if, if you're looking for, like, uh, to cut a corner to your Halloween costume, <laughs> this is it. You know what I, I hate? Having to add my own battle damage. It's I so have, annoying. No, look, <laughs> I, have a, I have the jacket I was wearing in a motorcycle accident. I'll give that to you for like 200 bucks. <laughs> so, uh, is that an undershirt or is that one of them? Is that, that, that is, a towel? That's, the, that's the V one. Don't tell. Wait, that's, that's the V one. How much is that? Is that the $5,300? That's the $5,300 one. Are you? The PR stunt. No one's going to buy this crap. Yeah. So well, here's, hey, here's the problem it, so. is like, yeah, they, they got it. Mission, it's, mission it got us. All it right. got us, Cap. Let's oh. say they make 100 of each of these, right? That's what? Half a mil? <laughs> they won't. <laughs> no, no, no. That would be half a mil in, 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 uh, in sales. So mm-hmm. they probably make them for $25. Uh, that is such an efficient use of their marketing budget. <laughs> well, and that's what I want. So, because literally no one will buy this. This is Oh, no. Insane. No. Uh, Rory Powers will 100% buy the Dante Wait, Jack. We have a video of Rory wearing one of them, I think. I think what? when he did an interview at Gamescom, he actually... One of these actual ones, or was it just like a? a it was a jacket. jacket at the event. I don't know if it ended up being. One <laughs> we have a video of Rory wearing a jacket. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know if it's this one. It's one from the game, though. I got to um, look it up. Are they so, selling the motorcycle? Yeah, that's I, pretty cool. I would buy the motorcycle. I think. Yeah, how is that not the the ultra ultra collector's edition for like twenty five grand? Yeah, pretty much. But you can rip it in two and put it back together. So just, I think we we've, we've just played into their marketing scheme by simply talking about it <laughs> ahead of the game's release yeah. in March. Because that's really that's all this could really be, right? Is just to get to get people talking about the 100%. game. hundred percent. But it's a slow news week, IGN. <laughs> it is. We found the slow news week. It's in Q four here with all the all the big AAA stuff coming out. Red Dead's out this week, you guys. We forgot to even mention that we said the review's coming, what but hey, by Red the way, Dead? the game's out on Friday. Jeez. So there's that. If you didn't know Spent so it's, long it's waiting for Friday. it. I know it. Well, it's. I don't know. I feel like it snuck up, even though it's been. We've been waiting for it for years. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and I'll be waiting for more years. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not PC gonna play it at launch. over here. Well, I, I would. I just want to play on PC. Well, bucks. it's all because they're mods, right? Like, yeah, the, maybe the mods. So, the mods continue to create content on that, and that's really the only platform that supports it. Correct? Like, I, I think that that is certainly part of it. I think that there might be kind of a culture thing as well. Uh, an example would be. Destin and CJ and all the folks who were previously playing uh, Destiny 2 uh, on console transferred over to PC because it was kind of an inclusive space where it, it supports controllers. I wouldn't care if Red Dead supported Aim Assist or whatever. I'm not interested in playing it in a competitive capacity. However, it is, it's a very strange feeling to see this game that's like, wow, I understand why people are excited about this and still have potentially years to wait and maybe also just not get it. I'm going to say something crazy, please. I don't think they're going to put it on PC. Well, that make me sad. That is pretty crazy. It, 
I, I don't think they're going to do it. You're, you're like, basing that off of probably the historic Red, Red Dead Redemption One did not come to PC. Yeah, but I, I think Duggan makes a really good point about that. That online, the online component mm-hmm. does really change that equation from a financial perspective. It, yeah, but funny. he doesn't have data to back up that the PC is the biggest platform. So we don't actually know oh, that. But, yeah. so I, I forgot my I forgot my graphs. <laughs> but, <laughs> my desk. Do you, you have your visual guessing, aids? Right? <laughs> you're guessing. And you're basing uh, that off of your platform yeah, preference. Yeah. So well, it's a little dangerous there's, to there's, say. There's somewhat of a bias there. Yeah. But yeah. we'll find out after the show. Ultimately, you're, you're competing <laughs> against old four platforms. you got to remember, you got PS3, PS4. But this isn't an additive thing. And this is, this is, this I thought Destiny 2 didn't. I'm talking about uh, GTA 5. Oh, Look, it's, it's, it's okay. entirely possible I could be wrong. Mm. But off a best guess, somewhat of an educated guess, yeah. I would say the PC is the most successful platform in terms of GTA Online. Uh, concurrence that I would assume translate to microtransaction sales, and I feel like that is a space that Rockstar is interested. At, at the very well, least, it's a smash hit. I like, by the way, that you've got the Bill Clinton point. <laughs> it's, uh, the PC. I, know, I, will uh, no, t- I play on PC. Uh, the right. PC would be the most popular because of mods. That's what we're saying. And yeah. if you mod the game, you can't use the monetization. So... I mean, I've, I've talked to developers yeah. who started on PC and switched to console and, you know, just off like not officially or anything they say yeah. that consoles are more lucrative for microtransactions now if Red that does come to pc i'm not going to be shocked yeah yeah there, there are two ways i come out of this a looking like a fool which wouldn't be the first time hey or b i'm right so we'll see <laughs> you still look <laughs> like a fool hey uh, fool. what Burn. do you think Sick. so let's right, say it does come to pc now. no What's we're up? good no, we're good. No, we're good. No, no. I love like, you're like. Let's no, say it does but we're come good. to PC, sure. PC, Duggan. Like, is it a year? Is it two years? Because what was it I for GTA Five? GTA Five was like two, right? Goodness. When did GTA Five initially yeah. release? Uh, hey, here's an idea. It was so I, I believe it was about a year and a half for the for from the original 360 PS3 release to the PC mm-hmm. release because I believe it was uh, April of like the the a year and then. From September to September 2013, I think it was. I want to say April 2015 hmm. for because uh, then the because the the it was a year later for the Xbox One version, mm-hmm. and then I think the PC version was a little after that. Not by much though. My, yeah, just a few months. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Time. I'm not like choking on my pride. I think I will play it on uh, a console. I just don't think I'm going to sink my teeth into it in the way that I would if it were on PC. So as a PC bro. <laughs> We play on PC together all the time. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick a console, mm. which console would you play it on? I don't know. The one my friends are on for Red Dead Online. A reminder uh, that you're would, on an Xbox podcast right be now. The, Xbox. the most powerful <laughs> console on the market is I, the correct I, I would pick Xbox because, yeah, it's running na- native 4K. It sounds like PS4 is doing upscaling 4K, and that's the reason alone. You know, just mm. the, sounds logical. The the best performing platform. <laughs> just don't care at all. Right dude. now <laughs> is Xbox, so I would play on Xbox. There you go. Yeah. Like, that's my logic. Superior there. controller as well. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. That, that cannot be denied for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll concede that. Here's a, when here's I a, plug a controller into my PC, it's an Xbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's a, all right. Here's a fun idea. Uh, new consoles next year, per chance, or 2020. No. Yes. Uh, maybe we see the, uh, what is it? The super duper enhanced remastered, basically the last of us Four, or the GTA five version where they port it to a double dip. Yeah. yeah they, they, they course. double dip into the new console generation and then match that with the PC version. Yeah. I would not be, that would not surprise me at all. That's just that two years that, well, like a year and some change. That's, I, I hope that if that does happen though, I mean the, the reason I think, I mean, I was certainly stoked about it coming to Xbox one, even after I'd spent so much time with it on 360 because yeah. it, it brought new stuff to the table. 
Yeah. The first person mode was a big one. What are you cackling about? Yeah, people are gonna think, people are gonna think we're mad at each other. You're but I smile and it reach me out. Across. Well, look at this. <laughs> so, can you do it? He, can you reach? Says, oh, it's so far. No. And then I'd like to point out he gives me a left hand All right, fine. as well. No, you know what? Now <laughs> watch the coffee. Mug. Now hug. Now hug. <laughs> I want to see a hug. <laughs> Oh no. my god! That's how, that's how you know the Destin at some point likes you is when he oh it's like dude when I used to, when I started here Destin and I used to get into it and yeah, now we argue and now, and now we're best friends next week yeah. now we're best the friends show is falling apart without you <laughs> sorry Ryan right. Ryan's trying to transition it's fine no it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with with Red Dead as far as P- both PC and Scarlet yeah. too you know it's Scarlet it's bound to it's bound to live on and make a ton more money than mm-hmm. just what it's going to make this year on this console. Okay. Uh, finally, final news item this week. Four Valve Classics. These, God, these are all such good games. Yeah. They're, they're out. They're 360 releases, but they've gotten the Xbox One and X enhanced treatment as part of the back, from the backwards compatibility team, Bill Stilwell and the group there at Microsoft. So you have the orange box, which is a bunch of games in one unto God. itself. Maybe the best value of all time. Of all mm-hmm. time. Absolutely. You have Portal. It's all of Portal 1. You have Left 4 Dead mm-hmm. and Left 4 Dead 2. All of them Xbox One X enhanced. Which is weird because all of Left 4 Dead is in Left 4 Dead 2. That's true. Though I suppose if you don't want the special infector from 2, you could. it's just a strange thing. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Yeah. But it's, hey, if you didn't <clears throat> buy Left 4 Dead 2 you still, and you have Left 4 Dead 1, yep. you still get the, the benefit here. So it's uh, you know yeah these games are old now uh, by relatively speaking they're they're a decade old they're still good though I mean but yeah Port- Portal holds up because it it doesn't have to do anything spectacular it's just a really cool puzzle game and it's the, the art direction's yeah. beautiful yeah. and and Left 4 Dead we talked about it on the show Doug and I were talking about how Call of Duty Zombies kind of reminded us of Left 4 Dead because of the callouts there's there's a huge for whatever reason they like gave Left 4 Dead two ten years and then all of a sudden there are a bunch of developers Vermintide oh god I, I'm not gonna be able to think of other ones Earthfall uh, that are kind of approaching this four-player cooperative Mm -hmm. you need to be able you need to work as a team horde shooter genre so this is definitely the progenitor of that and if you haven't played portal um it's four hours of your life and it is so worth it yeah oh yeah i mean portal's one of the greatest games of all time i do think portal 2 is better myself i I would it's it's a a valid debate i think of which one's better i go back and forth yeah i mean portal 1 was incredible at the time but i think portal 2 in I, I couldn't go back and think Portal One is better now. It's, it's still just great. such a cohesive narrative. As somebody who doesn't really enjoy puzzle games, the the brevity of Portal, uh, the cohesive narrative, the whole experience that you can almost experience into in a single sitting, you definitely could. Uh, Portal Two started to wear on me eventually. Really? Yeah. So the writing's so good, the mechanics evolve. You get so much going on by the end uh, of I don't Portal doubt Two. It. I'll be honest. I like the co-op mode in Portal Two the yeah, best. That is, I like that a lot yeah. as well. I never yes, got indeed. the opportunity to play with that. It's very fun. You have we to can find somebody that. who's you can't win. You have to play with the right person because it, it very quickly can devolve into that scenario of I'm just telling you what to do, mm-hmm. or you have to be patient enough to try and let the other person figure it out as well. So you're saying you two should play together? <laughs> no, well, Destin. Both, uh, uh, it's oh God. If you hit, you shoot. We've both done it. Watching Destin do Destiny raids, I feel like you would be a very interesting co-op partner. Commander Destin. He just tells me to shut up when I get too ragey. It's really great. It's, it's a good. <laughs> no jumping. Yeah. All of his yeah. All of his subordinates, his cronies, are too afraid to stand up to. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if, if, some, if, if someone just says, "Hey, you're being too mad," I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right." Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's this whole thing is like uh, he'll 
he doesn't mess up all that often, but when he does, he's like, oh, whoops, mistake. It happens. And when somebody else messes up, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Give me your social security number. I'm going to burn your life to the ground. But we, we complete the raid, and that's what's important. Yeah. If you've, if you've never played these games, oh, for the, for the love of all things good, please fix that now. <laughs> They're probably fairly cheap on the digital, on the Xbox store. Yeah. And yeah, if you've got an Xbox One X, they'll they'll look about as sharp as as they possibly can be for ten year old games. Great stuff here. All right, uh, what do we got? We are starting to run out of time, but I promised the loot box. Oh. We we skipped it last week because oh. because of time. Hey, one more small news item before oh, yeah. we jump ahead. Please. Sorry, um, uh, Fallout seventy six beta for you Xbox One players out right. there. If you pre ordered the game, that starts today 4 p.m pacific time until 8 p.m pacific uh the window does not shift that's just those hours so sorry uk friends you're gonna have to get up at midnight um so yeah if you uh if you've been waiting for that check it out um details have been released about beta and like when it hits different platforms so go check i will be streaming that today Mm -hmm. yeah if you happen to be catching this show right when it posts pause this and go over to ign.com or YouTube.com oh, that's, IGN or Twitch or that's a good point. Mixer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 4 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. today, Tuesday, we're streaming for What are we, 43 minutes into the show? Oh, and if it goes up at 3, you have 15 minutes. We're right on time. It's all good. <laughs> Go start the download. Almost like we planned it. <laughs> all right, so Lootbox, our new segment. Uh, we're laying the Marketplace Report to rest. It's dead and gone. It's not coming back. But Lootbox, we'll do something random every week. And I promised, uh, I promised the Ask Us Anything, the AUA, two shows ago. Didn't do it last week, so it's time to get to it. I'm just gonna, we're just going to go rapid fire here around the table. Josh, whose gamertag is Chester Chivo, is a longtime Unlocked fan. Do you guys care enough about achievements to play a bad game? I used to. Xbox 360 I did since the one came out. Uh, not as I don't care anymore. Give me a bad game that you played for, strictly for achievements or primarily for achievements. Uh, well, it's not a bad game, but I did Cameo. So like I did Cameo. Cameo's a good game. Need for Speed, Call of Duty Two. All those were pretty easy achievement games. But those those are all good games. I don't think. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't think. Of, <laughs> I can't think of a bad one off the top of my head that I played. But I know there was yeah. one where you could just like do a bunch of stuff at the beginning and get it. But it was it was bad, so I don't remember it. There was one on on the old XBLA store that was just called Ach- Achievement. I don't I don't think it was Achievement <laughs> Hunter, yeah. but it was Achievement something where it's like walk to the left, ten points. Yeah, <laughs> jump. Yeah. That was a whole thing points. in Steam. Like yeah. they had to shut those down. There were dozens and yeah. dozens of these games that would just give you achievements every two <laughs> seconds. Uh, yeah, I I've got one for sure. It was it was notorious in the in the early 360 era mm-hmm. for those of you fellow uh, longtime Xbox players. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh I, I think a that's thousand what it was. achievement points that in, you could get in seriously about five minutes or less. Just mm-hmm. fire up the game and do a couple of dumb things. Like one was two hundred points. I think another was like three hundred points. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that remember, those point totals are unheard of. Most achievements were between five, five and yeah. you know fifty <laughs> and maybe a hundred if you were lucky for like beating the game on legendary. That's like yeah, beat Halo Three <laughs> on legendary with all skulls or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Achievements are the reason I played through Mass Effect so much because there were a few ways you could game the system to use like your powers on the Mako right. to get all the achievements mm-hmm. to pop, and it actually uh, uh, allowed me to see the game in a whole different way because I played as, I had to play as different classes, so I really learned a lot about the the core systems they were working. You know, we know that there clearly wasn't an achievement for though was playing as Femshep. <laughs> Destiny never played. <laughs> Hot take burn. 
hey, he, I'm just, I'm just dragging up stuff that Destin himself has admitted on this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody likes the lady. I like the guy. <laughs> yeah. Lady Shepherd. What? Everybody likes the lady. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly move on. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't play games for achievements. Anyway. Wow, look at you, Mister moral integrity no it's not about moral integrity it's a time <laughs> management thing like i i already have to finish spider-man uh red dead's coming out i still got some stuff left to do to finish up odyssey there are a million games out there and yeah. no i hear you i'm not worried about like back in the day when i worked when i covered xbla laying five thousand miles of minecraft cart track in order to get that achievement uh i feel a real thing yeah, yeah, I finished oh, oh. all those achievements in Minecraft 360, and I was like, "Cool, I'm done. I'm never gonna boot this game up again." <laughs> You're done. But yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Destin. It's I definitely did it in the past. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I just don't have time anymore. Yeah, it's, but pr- it's basically it. Certainly did. But in the in I the get an achievement for feeding my puppy at 7 p.m. every day. You know, like that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff you have to like wear. Achievement. All right, I think the charms worn off. Yeah. Uh, George asks, "What would your ideal Splinter Cell sequel be?" Let's keep this quick, but. Um, <laughs> are you, all, you, got, you guys are just uh, to me you want me to do it yeah go ahead right <laughs> i feel like you have a design doc I mean, like, I have right. an idea, <laughs> but it's i can't give it short no it would <laughs> it would obviously involve michael ironside mm-hmm. of course but um yeah just i don't even care story-wise because like the thing about splinter cell chaos theory which is my you know my favorite original xbox game my favorite splinter cell game it I couldn't even tell you what the plot in that game was. It was pretty generic, like, mm-hmm. yeah, bad guys are doing stuff. They've got a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't even tell you what the plot in Chaos Theory was. It's all about the the gameplay, the mission design. Um, just, I want Chaos Theory, too. You want, <laughs> That's really... Like, that good stealth action. Sandbox, yeah, open, open-ended, uh, and, and, you know, doubling down, rewarding me for stealth, and good AI, I guess, would be a, a nice thing to have, so... I- that's all I'm looking for, really. I like the systems in Blacklist. Definitely. But I don't remember what the story was at all. I remember a few missions that I got stuck on because I was playing on, like, perfectionist mode or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, so those systems with the, the, the final story of Michael Ironside's uh, character. You want to see it? You want to see his character, him killed off in another in the next one or so? Whatever his finale is, I would like to see that. I think yeah. just just as a send off to, to just him. retires, gets a death. I mean, job. he's an older gentleman <laughs> working out of Langley. Get it with Uncharted Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. That's it's it's interesting that the most memorable Splinter Cell story for me is Conviction, which is my least favorite Splinter Cell. I'm not yeah. calling it a bad game, but it's it's the, it's, it's lowest I, on my list. I like that one. But it had the coolest, most memorable story so there you go yeah figure there you go marcus brown where is the last night this game raised heads in e3 2017 and since then there's been little to nothing on it it's in development yeah i mean that's really Mm -hmm. that is the the simple but true answer is uh yeah tim saray and and his team there i i haven't touched base with them in probably about a year now i should do that this is a good reminder since last year's hot games yeah yeah so yeah, that's you know it's these small teams, they require uh, as much time as they need because they don't have the the resources to necessarily throw a bunch more people at a project mm-hmm. to get it done. So where's below? Let's ask the real questions. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan, <laughs> Cappy, uh, Daniel from Texas. What do you hope for Xbox to do with the uh, with a new control? So for Scarlet, I think he's saying like, what would you want to see? revised about the xbox one controller i'm gonna go duggan's way first remappable buttons <laughs> you 
PC bro. There you go. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's what like the advanced controller brings, right? Really that. The elite. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's exactly that. what, uh, yeah, and you're right. Like with PC hardware, Damn, um, I forgot to bring it's it all about customization. Box. Go get it. Uh, and right. it's, it's all about, oh. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Keep going. I, I, have, like, a, I, have, a, I have a surprise. Cool. Okay. Uh, it's going to so bring, bring back. Yeah. It's all about customization. It's all about being able to remap stuff to what is comfortable for you. And I think that that with the Xbox, uh, being so closely tied to Windows and Microsoft, I feel like that's a very easy next step for them. And, uh, for those who are unaware of what I mean, you can obviously kind of change button layouts in a game. But if you went to the Xbox dashboard, there might be an area where you could like just say for argument's sake, change. A to right trigger, if you want, yeah. which would change the input going in. You can't do uh, that, but you won't, you're saying standardize it. Standardize it, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Destin, would you want to change, make any tweaks? Just a controller? Yeah. Controller's really good right it's now. It's really good. Like, uh, you leave, it a, leave it alone. Rechargeable internal battery? Do you want to stick with double A's? You want to... Yeah, I guess the battery thing would be good, but I like having the option of popping in a rechargeable battery pack yeah. and doing it that way. It's like, that's already available as an option. Yeah, I do... Like I get annoyed when I whenever I do have to change the batteries on my Elite mm-hmm. controller, but it's fairly infrequent because <clears throat> it has really it actually has really good battery life. Yeah, I play much. Wired. I mean, leagues better battery life than my DualShock Four. That's like if I burns through it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really annoying. I, I play wired because like I do a lot of game capture, and if the controller disconnects, you you have to redo that sequence. Yep. So I just keep it plugged in most of the time when I'm playing and yeah. I just kind of do it. And when I'm playing on PC, if I'm using a controller for whatever reason, um, it's wired. So yeah, it has to yeah. be wired. Yeah. I don't know if there's an adapter there. There is, there, there yeah. is, but, but for my setup, I just don't have that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. James, whose gamer tag is Jim four Oh six. I currently have a call of duty advanced warfare edition, Xbox one from uh, November, 2014. Uh, the wife said she'll get me an Xbox One X if I'd like one, and I do, but I wonder how close are we to Scarlet realistically? Well, we actually mentioned that earlier in the show. We think we think fall 2020, that's our gut intuition based on the way Phil talked about it on stage at E3. So uh, I get asked this from time to time. People will, will tweet me and be like, should I get an Xbox One X with, with Scarlet on the horizon? And for me, I say, if you've got a 4K TV now, why not enjoy it? Yeah. For enjoy that that 4K capability for the next two years, and you, you're not necessarily going to buy a Scarlet at launch. Maybe maybe you won't, but even if you do, you got or you still have two years Here's, of of uh, Xbox One X 4K gaming that you could be doing. Adding to that, there's been some killer deals for turning in your old console and getting a discount at some retail stores or at the Microsoft store, for yeah. example. So yeah, I'd say get an X because you can get it pretty cheap. I saw a headline, uh, another outlet wrote it. I don't remember which outlet, um, but there was a headline that says how to get an Xbox One X for 200 bucks. And I haven't looked at it yet, but there are, I mean, speaking to your point, there are a ton of deals out there. Maybe not for 200 bucks, depending on when you do it, but like Black Friday is right around the corner. Um, But Ryan's got a great point, man. Two years away. It's a long time. Likely, likely two years. Um, there's a lot of games that are still coming out, and if, Red Dead Two, Gears Five yeah. is probably next holiday, uh, or already out. Odyssey, you know, yeah. is, is great. Uh, mm-hmm. The <laughs> go play The Witcher Three again; it's fantastic. Um, but you know, I think this is the last generation that we're going to see a non-backwards compatible default. Right? I don't think we're going to see consoles come out next in two years that don't support anything from this generation. I think everything, I think everyone has learned their lesson that if you own a game for the Xbox One X or the Xbox One or the PS4, 
the next iteration of those consoles are going to be able to play it. And Microsoft's been the leader in that front, making sure making sure that it is a standard. They've been pushing on it. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of credit for that. All right. Uh, Jasper from the Netherlands, assuming that a new Fable is in the making, which direction would you guys like it to take? Would you like to see it, for instance, take mm-hmm. notes from The Witcher or Skyrim, God of War? Fable hot takes? Where do you want to see it go? I think it should take notes from Fable 1. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mm. what Fable does really well is that sort of storybook fairy tale kind of atmosphere. When you boot it up and you hear that music has – go watch the trailer for Fable 1 again. That music kicks in and it does a fly-through over Albion. Mm -hmm. And it's just like – it's like the never ending story or the page master, or like these, that, these, yeah. these, bo- these movies that, you know, we fell in love with as kids or, or even the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter movie when that music plays as you, as you uh, get a shot of that alley, Dagon alley. Um, th- there's just that sort of fantastical element to it. And I don't care about open world gritty or visceral, you know, cinematically driven experiences. I want to like get lost in a fairy tale. Yeah. And fable is the, the closest f- franchise I've ever seen do that. Um, I think you know, there, and then Fable 3 happened. But There are actually benefits to it being narrower in scope as yeah. opposed to going really, really large, like something like Sky- Skyrim or Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I think a really good kind of litmus test is comparing Breath of the Wild to something like Ocarina of Time. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a lot of time in between those releases. But my point is, I think one is able to tell a somewhat more cohesive story and really immerse you in spite of it not being a world that you can openly... Yes, 100%. Kind of like, Hundred percent. I'm going to go up on that mountain. Uh, the one thing I do, I do need to have the dog companion in the next fable. We got to bring that over from Fable Two. You, well, Peter was right. You, I mean, Peter Molyneux was right. You really did care about that dog. Sure yeah. did. Yeah. It's. Written. I just want uh, more chickens to kick. I'm sure we can arrange that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that game was full of secrets and surprises and riddles and puzzles. And it, it really captured that essence of like what it's like to be a kid in a fantasy world. Yes. You know, and I, I want more of that. Finally, uh, Austin Layton, who's gamer tag. Oh, doggy fresh. Oh, so, doggy. You so fresh. I wanted to ask what the group thinks the next big trend in gaming will be. Will it be peripheral focus like VR or is there another mm. trendy genre like battle Royale on the horizon quickly? We're almost out of time. Uh, I think it'll be tech-based. I think it's going to be streaming. <clears throat> streaming games? Yep. Like uh, Mic- like Microsoft's streaming uh, the, yeah. initiative that they just announced? On live. I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a big move to cloud-based gaming. I think that's going to be the big one. In, in that same vein, uh, editing on the console. Like, they already kind of have it now. Like mm-hmm. mod tools kind of thing? No, like being able to edit videos. Oh, yeah, I mean they they have like the whole applications and suites that do that, Again, and I think they're going to continue to kind of bare bones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, str- uh, more streaming and integration for streamers. Yeah, because community members just want that, and if you're playing on a console already, just like make it easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, then connectivity. Uh, quickly before we do trivia, Brandon Tyrell, hey. you brought a present. Yeah, so uh, uh, I got- could you could we could say that you've been thinking outside the bun. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> you could say I've been running for the border. No. Um, so uh, Microsoft has partnered Are with... Are you wanted by the police? <laughs> <laughs> I am because I stole it. Microsoft has partnered with Taco Bell to reveal... Um, let me see where the camera is here. To reveal the... Platinum. There you go. There there you go. Platinum there is the Bam. official name of this. Yeah, it is, this is the Platinum <laughs> Xbox One X. What does that mean? It's a white Xbox One X uh, that has this really is it white though, or it, it's oh the bottom. I so it's a, it's a white Xbox One X that has this really cool like platinum gradient on it. And the coolest part, unfortunately, I forgot to bring it in and set it up. So uh, you'll have to go to ign.com and watch the unboxing video. But 
nice when, blog there. When you thank you. When you press the button, uh, there it is. When you press the button, button down there, first. instead of that, uh, instead of that normal Microsoft startup sound, it goes. No, I do not hear that. (laughs) I turn on my game. It's the Taco Bell bell rings. Uh, Yeah, I did. I did do an unboxing, and it's up on the site. If you're curious about it, how you can win it, just real quick. uh, If you go to Taco Bell and buy a five, why are we doing marketing for Taco Bell? Just show the console. Here's the thing: is they're giving one away every ten minutes. If you want an Xbox One, yeah, every ten minutes until mid November, starting last week. Uh, That's what do I have to do? Uh, go to Taco. Well, funny you should mention this. <laughs> go to Taco Bell. Uh, buy. I think it's the five dollar double chalupa box. I want to say. Um, and then you throw it in the garbage. Garbage. out. And yeah. then <laughs> and then you're given a you're given a code to go online, or you can even text it in to see if you win. There's also, if you read the fine print, a way to write in and request codes, which you can do like thirty times or something like that. Um, so uh, I, I don't remember the website. Go to TacoBell.com. It'll there'll be a link there. Uh, there's a way to uh, to get all this information. Information. And I mean, seriously, <laughs> it is a yeah. You got it's you have, it's, you have it's a, a free chance. console. Yeah, you got a decent chance. They're giving away like five thousand of them over the life of the uh, the promotion, which has only been up for like less than a week. So go check it out. It also comes with a chalupa. This a white Xbox Elite controller. And when you that's, were that's that's cool. a when cool you were talking ball. about can map- I just have that? No, it's mine. When you were it's talking awesome. about mappable buttons, it made mm-hmm. me think of this. So yeah, um, this is a hundred and fifty dollar value anyway. So like, try. How bad at all? And you got to eat. You don't have to. You don't have to forget. <laughs> exactly. I want my three sixty through. Map- I'm not bottle fact. Maybe so. you should. Did you really? Yeah. Oh wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. I've never known anybody who's uh, who's actually won a console I've through these several promotions. People that have, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Are you hanging outside been. Walmart, being like, "Hey, can I have your caps?" I saw you got a forty pack. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> the police show up. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, you can't do that. Quickly for trivia here, Keith from Sussex, England asks. Which of these car manufacturers? And yes, Brandon, I hear your eyes rolling into the back of your head right now. Hold on. Yeah. Which of these car manufacturers have not had a car on the cover of a Forza Motorsport game? Lexus, Audi, Nissan, or Acura? I don't know if you can picture your Forza box covers no. over the years. I feel I I mean whatever. I feel like this is I'm just gonna go with the most obvious one. I'm gonna say C Nissan. Okay. Probably wrong. Destin? Uh oh man. Now that I think about it, I think Nissan was a Need for Speed brand. I thought it was on there. I, I'm going to go with Brandon's choice. Okay. D, Acura. Acura. Final answer. Actually, Acura. Staying in the... Uh, uh, all right. My favorite anime. Well, no. Sorry, guys. It was Lexus. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was Lexus. Mm. Nissan's had the GTR. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Damn it. Of course. Yeah. How could I? Uh, and Acura was presumably the new NSX, but mm-hmm. I talked myself into Acura before the show. What's, <laughs> and then I thought Lexus, but then Brandon said Nissan, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's well, the, the GTR. Brandon knows what he's talking about. Brandon doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> nobody, nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Ryan's Brian. Ryan's the only car guy on the panel today. So I actually sorry. I don't think I would have guessed that. I probably would have narrowed it to two. I don't know if I would have gotten it quite right though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you very much, Keith. If you would like to try to stump us once again, as happened today, send your Xbox trivia question, include four multiple-choice answers, and note the correct one in your email. Send that to unlocked at IGN.com, and we'll play again next week. It's getting We're getting towards the end of the uh, competition. I know. Uh, we've got a trophy that's, that's almost done being made by a, a very kind fan in our audience. There will be a trophy. Destin will not Alana. be winning it. 
<laughs> I know that Ouch. much this year. Yeah, I think you've been mathematically eliminated. <laughs> yeah, that's point. fine. <laughs> by, by virtue of not being on the show for the first like half or two thirds of the year. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Next year is a, a clean slate. Yeah, you'll have another chance. Okay, uh, and we'll do another random you know loot box segment next week as well. Yeah, I, I like this new segment. I, I do. Yeah, it'll be fun. And uh, and we'll let you know any big releases that come out during the week, so we don't have to do the full marketplace report. Hey, Red Dead comes out. Hey, Red Dead comes out on Friday. <laughs> Stay tuned for the review sometime before that on IGN and uh, Top 25 yeah. Xbox One list. Look Taco Bell up. unboxing Taco up Bell on the unboxing. site right now. Blackout yes. review. Rory's jacket. As well as the full Black Ops 4 <laughs> review put together by Miranda Sanchez. Yes. Oh, there's a cool game called Hunt Showdown that is PvPVE. Uh, it is coming to Xbox One's oh. game preview yes. program. Oh. Uh, and we just debuted the first look at the next map. So, yeah, uh, game's been. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with that game. Yeah, like it's a little, little PUBG, a little Left for Dead, even kind of. But it's uh, Southern Gothic horror. Yeah, love that. Came out too so, early, but yeah, love that. Yeah. And we have one of your explainer pieces in the article as well. Okay, oh, so. thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, I with that, we're ending with a new unlocked logo. We're going to show everybody. Oh, is that team. today? Yeah, yeah, I'm being yeah. told on the prompter. <laughs> logo reveal at the end. So we leave you with our new branding, which I which uh, I haven't seen it like in this context. Like I haven't either. Set context. I've seen it uh, along the way, but I hope you guys like it. We're going to be doing T-shirts and all kinds of fun stuff with it. Hope you like it, and we'll see you Tattoos. guys next week. Hey, that's pretty spooky. Yeah, it's sweet. That looks real good. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.